welcome back to Hey Look Listen. My name is Liam Sheehan and I'm joined here by my good pal, Jonathan Marcy. Marcy, just you and I this time, we're double fisting it. <laughs> well, you've, you've really got to stick with that phrase. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, we are fisting each other today on the podcast uh, yeah. for, for a full hour. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, welcome to 2024. This is my first episode on mm. this podcast in 2024. You've so far dominated um the hey look listen space uh you and steph's a great episode last time so it's good to be back yes yes Um, yes no thank you Uh, it was a fun episode to do and it was it was good to to get um you know some international perspective uh on uh, the podcast uh keeping it very european centric um but yeah no welcome back to the podcast liam how uh how how has 2024 treated you so far just absolutely nothing My highlight so far has been joining you for an episode of our, our lovely podcast. Speaking oh. of, speaking of, in the in the tried and true ritual, uh, what are you playing at the moment, Jonathan? Yes, uh, a bit of a mixed bag right now. So, um, so let me be careful how I proceed with this because I've been having thoughts, um, which you know I don't always have, Liam. Um, so I try to kind of really gather them together. Um, but I, I've been playing Bar's Gate forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I hit about the ninety-hour mark, I think. Mm-hmm. I put it down, and you know, you kind of get that feeling where it's like, oh, I think, I think I might be a bit, a bit done um, with this for a while. Um, I think I need to put it aside for a little bit. So I'm going to, I kind of dropped it for a while. I haven't played it now in a couple of weeks, um, which is terrible. I feel guilty about it, which is probably silly, um, but I do. Not how, not how a hobby should work. I, yeah, exactly. But it's such a thing, isn't it? Like, it's like, oh, I've got this backlog, blah, blah, blah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so I went back and I'm, I'm kind of finishing uh, Tears of the Kingdom because I did the exact same thing with that uh, before Christmas, um, where I kind of hit the seven year mark and, and kind of stopped. Um, and now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe Tears of the Kingdom is the best game I played uh, last year, <laughs> not Baldur's Gate. Um, because I mean, that, it, it, it's an embarrassment of riches. Like, it doesn't really matter which really one is better is, at the end man. of the day, does it, you know? Yeah. But like, once you kind of, and I don't mean to get kind of spoilers here, but uh, yeah, I keep it really general. But like the last like 15 hours of Tears of the Kingdom, just incredible, man. Like some of the puzzles, um, you keep thinking it's over and then it's not, which I guess, you know, classic yeah. Zelda thing anyway. But um, I've just been absolutely loving it. So I'm playing that. Um, and then the other thing I want to kind of talk about was um, at Little Company. Um, which I yes. know you, you could make on Friday, but um, myself and our good friends, Pat and Tiernan, we played a few games of it on Friday. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's very hard to describe, but basically um, it's a co-op multiplayer game uh, where you and like up to I think four people kind of basically scavenge, uh, you know, different type of kind of scary planets. Um, it's the idea of it really is that you know you've no weapons to start, you've no maps, you're kind of very very lost. You're in the dark a lot. Didn't know it was scary, Liam. Uh, didn't know <laughs> that at all. Um, but um, oh man, it's actually such a blast. Uh, it's such a very random, unusual game, and it, because it's so vague and kind of what it tells you to do, you just kind of go out. You know, you leave your ship with, with your your buddies, um, and you kind of just go off and kind of explore. Um, but the the mechanic that's really brilliant about it that that think just works so well is that you can only speak to your uh your teammates when you're actually within like a certain distance of them um 
And so what will happen is if you split up at all, like the amount of times I was back in the ship with me and Tiernan, we were just waiting on poor old Pa. I was like, where is Pa? Uh, and then at midnight, the ship leaves regardless, right? It goes back to base or whatever. Um, and it's like Pa was, you know, killed by some terrifying creature when he was off exploring on his own. Um, it's just, it's such a blast, man. It's so much fun. We must, we must get you on for it um, sometime soon because it's, it's, it's so much fun. Even for a really kind of, you know, indie basic game like that, like, capacity for pc gaming is very very limited you know with the hunk of junk that i have yeah, really well, different life things being on consoles i'm hoping it makes it uh, because it's been such a success right it's so popular mm-hmm. i think it's like overwhelmingly positive reviews wise but it's been you know the, i was even on the subreddit the other day and it has like quarter of a million people on it already which is kind of crazy so i'm hoping it, it really takes off and you know makes its way to, to playstation and um and everything else yeah for us um console normies yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah what would you what have you been playing other than with yourself oh you got me oh, zing. i'm really good at that game <laughs> um <laughs> sorry that's, you, that's you have the the high score yeah, yeah i have a very unwholesome thing to say for for me diving into the fact <laughs> yeah. that i've been playing a couple of mario games uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Over Christmas, um, uh, I finished. I complete. I played all of um, Super Mario Wonder with my brother. We played. Oh, nice. We we played the whole thing in co-op. Uh, we specifically waited for Christmas for it, and we played it together as a holy multiplayer experience. And um, it's great. It's mm-hmm. uh, easily one of the best two D Mario games ever made, and easily the best one since the mid nineties. Just perfect example of like just Nintendo's unrestrained creativity, and you know, Mario two D Mario games are all, they always have their each level based around a theme or a mechanic, but mm. this one is so much more pronounced and noticeable, so it jumps out of you more. Here's the one with the ridiculous ferret guys who grab items and run <laughs> away from you. Here, the here's the level with the with the weird bull guys, uh, and so stuff like that. And it's just like oh, I know we talked about it a lot when we did our um yeah. our game of the year, our 2023 games of the year episode, but um I loved it. I just thought it was like joyous. I'm not going to say wonderful. I'm not going to do that pun. <laughs> I just thought it was like a really, really like clever um and just so immediate in its in, in its joys you know what i mean just you yeah. know mechanically satisfying and just you kind of get into a flow state with it and i and it's, it's a really hectic co-op game as well uh, I, I will sometime this year probably just go through it again in single player mm-hmm. i also kind of want to try the online aspects of it where you can kind of have the ghosts of strangers helping you out and stuff like that and you can oh that's really cool yeah yeah i haven't done any of that i just played the whole game co-op and i had like a super great time with it i've definitely won the best games of last year um and won the best games nintendo have made in the last few years uh, I also got Super Mario RPG for Christmas, the remake. Oh, nice! And you know, it's just, it's just a vibe, Marcy. It's just, that, 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 that's really all it is. Like a kind of touched-up um, remake of a SNES era SquareSoft game is mm. kind of my. I don't want to say. I don't. I, I don't want to say. It's fetish. your jam. Yeah. yeah I don't... <laughs> oh, you went. You went a very different route there. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And it's just. And it's like actually a game I've never finished before. I've played it. I played it a lot on emulation when I was younger. But I never played through it. Mm. And um, have this very kind of like it's it's both very true to the original. Like this plays in a lot of ways like a 1995 Super Nintendo game. A lot of kind of bad mini games. You know stuff like that. That they 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 kept all that stuff very intact. But in terms of you know. Graphically, it's like beautiful. They've added some new mechanics to the battle systems just to make it easy. Like the name of the game in this one is Sim- in Simplicity. It's kind of the RPG for people who don't enjoy RPGs. You know, it kind of mm. pairs everything down to its most simple, basic level, which some people could see as a negative. But I, I love that. I, I love that when you level up and your stats jump up. It's not like 
you know, I don't even have an RPG in mind, but you know, something like God of War, you go, you, yeah, you yeah. get a, you get a new thing that you can attach your axe. Like, ooh, it, it puts cooldown up by three percent. Nice. No, when you <laughs> when you level up in this game, your attack goes up, your magic goes up, and and it feels significant. So even though it's not a very complicated uh, JRPG, it's like a, a really really good one. Just yeah, just like I said, it's the vibe. It's it's the goofy writing. This was a kind of a huge deal for people back in the nineties because this was the first yeah. kind of Mario video game where the characters were talking. This kind of defined like bowser's personality and stuff like that this is where it all came from you know and it was a, a marriage between two companies around the top of their game like i i, I believe that the run squaresoft were having in the 90s was like unparalleled so they teamed up so it was squaresoft making a mario game it was just this weird kind of coming together of these juggernauts <laughs> that was kind of was never been repeated in the same way so it's a cool game to kind of play in 2023 and 2024 and just kind of revisit it but it is like very basic, very kind of, you know, I'm not going to say uninspiring, but you're not going to be blown mm. away by it, but it's just nice to be in it. Yeah. And um, the composer is, what's her name? Yeah, Yoko Shimamura. And like, she does like stuff like she did Street Fighter 2. She did Kingdom Hearts. And I think if you ever see her name, on okay. it's like every track is an earworm. So it's like, that adds to it as well. So you're just kind of like total happen away, just playing this very <laughs> simplistic RPG with goofy Mario characters and that. And it's like 12 hours long. So it's just a good nice. time. It's just well, a good time. I gotta go buy that now. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast cost me a fortune. Like here's log on. Here's what I'm talking about something. Uh, are they doing a sequel to it? Or am I completely insane thinking I, I saw something for that? Or no, I was, think... was that just a remake? Maybe I saw. No, uh, they're no, they're just a remake. The, the, but they're also remastering Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, which is a GameCube Mario oh, okay, RPG, perhaps that's it, yeah. uh, which is a game I did play when I was younger and I absolutely love. And I actually prefer over Super Mario RPG. So good times ahead for that weird niche group of <laughs> Mario and RPG fans. You know? Yeah, you've been playing it yourself a whole lot more. It's oh, great. Great. speaking of playing with long weight, I got this, playing with long um, cylindrical type objects. We're talking about the Wii today. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Alienating such a large demographic. <laughs> but no, yes, exciting. Yes, uh, yes. It'd be a good one. I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet. Um, I'm actually quite amazed. Yeah, I'm sure we've weaved it into a lot of our conversation. Weaved it in. Oh, that was an accident. Yes. Brilliant. Oh, we're losing listeners quickly. I can, I, sometimes I can make jokes that aren't about my cock. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I want to start. We're talking about the Nintendo Wii, obviously. Yes. I just want to start off with this this thought, Marcy. Um, mm-hmm. We're reading it somewhere. I might have mentioned this before. I don't know. Um, that when we were when the internet was a new burgeoning thing and content creators were rising out of the primordial soup, you had people like Angry Video Game Nerd, yeah, going on about you know NES games that he played when he was a kid. You know the equivalent these days of a young video game content creator. They'd be if they, if it was the same time frame, they'd be talking about the Wii, the Nintendo yeah. Wii. So Ugh. in terms, yeah, you know, the Wii is quite old now. It came out in the two thousands, and um, but from yours and I's perspective, it's not childhood nostalgia. It's no. actually on the right on the cusp. This came out in our final year of secondary school, mm. so we would have been seventeen or eighteen. So it's a different uh, tinge of nostalgia, isn't it? It, yeah, it's it's weird to kind of place it because I would have felt at the time, and I'm such a sap for saying this, but 
But I felt I was a pretty, you know, big video gamer, you know. It kind of, you know, felt I had a bit of snobbery about me already at that point about what was a great game, what wasn't. Mm-hmm. And when the Wii came along, it was like, oh, look at this. You know, I remember kind of writing it off a little bit as soon as it came out as kind of a fad or, you know, maybe more of like, uh, oh, everyone can play it. Well, then it's not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It's, it sits in a weird place for me um, where I have lots of memories of it but yeah but they're not tinged by nostalgia than like you know like a lot of our consoles area it's a different type of nostalgia is what i'll say because like mm. obviously we are we often find excuses to talk about ps1 games or n64 or stuff that or old pc games because we were like you know young young you know yeah, so yeah. We, 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 we we kind of waxed lyrical about metal gear solid one than we would about a kind of a wii game but it has been a long time now though and i do look back at that era with um a lot of fondness but i i, I do remember I hadn't and haven't since been more excited for a console's launch than I was for the Nintendo Wii. There was just something about it. There was, it, it even, no matter what it ended up being, you know, and there's a kind of a lot of negatives to talk about the Wii, I think, in terms of what it ended up being and its kind yeah. of overall shelf life. And, you know, I think a lot of Wiis around the world kind of gathered dust after they were bought. But the lead up to it, it felt like something new and exciting and, you know, the code name for it was the aptly the the revolution it kind of felt revolutionary mm. didn't it it was like Absolutely. i remember i remember it was a christmas present so i was <sighs> i was getting it for christmas because i didn't have any income and i, I and and i was fine with that because a new nintendo console with a new zelda game on it Those i was like days, yeah, yeah yeah let's save this for christmas you know so yeah. but obviously because it was like gold dust you had to get it the day it came out so mm. my mom did drive me down to the GameStop so i could go in and pick it up and we were talking about it like sometime and she was saying like she's never seen me happier than when i came out with the bag with the Wii in it because <laughs> it was it was just like so but she kind of misremembered she was like oh you must have been like you know 12 13 i was like mom i was an no, 18 year old man no she could i think she just kind of misremembers because you know because i did have that boyish excitement but yeah. and boyish looks but and it, boyish it, looks. It, it, it kind of that that summarizes it so well though because it did feel like it kind of took over the world i feel like mm-hmm. everyone wanted to get one um and everyone you know because they, they were they sort of they were pretty quick didn't they i remember people were kind of crazy about it yeah it was crazy it was like the hot thing at the time wasn't it yeah because i remember my dad um because I think he went in to buy it because it was for Christmas, so you know, couldn't open it or anything or couldn't play with it. Um, so we weren't allowed to go. But he queued up outside Smith's Toy Store at like an obscene hour in the morning, like six or six thirty or something like that, with a bunch of other you know dads and moms, um, to buy it. And a uh, true story, uh, when he got to the front of the queue. Um, and they were, was it, hang on, were they expensive, Liam? I can't remember what, what it was. They, no, they weren't actually, not in comparison to cheaper. what you would have been getting for the PS3 or the Xbox at the yeah. time, you know? Yeah, but still, you know, a bit, bit of a chunk of change for sure. Uh, you know, not exactly Celtic, well, it was Celtic Tiger days actually. Um, <laughs> but um, my dad got to the front, uh, said his name, you know, reservation for Morrissey. She's like, oh, yeah, two Nintendo Wii's. He's like, no, no, uh, just one. And she's like, well, we've got you down for two here. And he called my mom, and my mom was like, oh, it's like okay get two and so i yeah i genuinely on christmas day uh when we opened it up um i opened it up my brother my brother was so so jealous um because it was for me and like nintendo wii and everything but they got him one as well um, <laughs> so we, sure. yeah yeah and i was like why not and i was like again celtic tiger we're paying we're all paying for it now uh that kind of <laughs> reckless behavior um but my brother uh, yeah we both had one man and i remember being absolutely over because it was such a fun console to to open up on christmas day as well yeah that's it. You, you just to get everyone involved you know it's so it's so 
probably funny to, to hear now, but I mean, because like the Wii remotes themselves, you know, the revolutionary new, mm-hmm. um, you know, device to play this, th- these games, you know, um, the motion controls is brand new. They, they're kind of like Fisher Prize toys now. Yeah. But I remember like holding one, like after seeing pictures of it online for all the months or the year or whatever, you know, I remember following, uh, the, thing, the thing about the, the, the shades of nostalgia I have for this era of games as well, it was around the time when I was really getting into, you know, I'd be watching the E3 um, live things you know yeah or at least highlights i don't know if i was quite capable of streaming live things back in 2006 wherever it was or 2005 it was announced i remember satoru Iwata, the former president of nintendo i remember do you remember him pulling it out of his jacket his like the, his it was like a tiny and because the, the other ones that announced their new consoles and they were these huge things and this was this kind of bulky ox yeah and he just pulled it out of his jacket and it was just tiny thing clearly like Look nothing like a Nintendo console because let's not forget the previous one was a purple box with a handle on the back of it, you know. Or even the Game Boys at the time, or the Game Boy Advance was very kind of toy like. It was just a, a sleek, almost Apple-inspired little thing with that, the, that's blue, what I was say. the blue light on the disc drive and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, and like even that's weird now because like I haven't. When, when was last time you actually played a Wii or used a Wii? For me, it's been um, like many years. It hasn't been many years. Because I have I have a weird distant memory of um because I still have the what's it called the sensor bar um blue tacked oh, on yeah. top of my television. <laughs> when new when new televisions come into the house, the sensor bar just gets just put moves. on, even though it's the Wii is not like something that's in. But I, that's lovely. <laughs> I say I say it was um. When did the remake of Skyward Sword come out? Because I, whenever I wanted to replay Skyward Sword, I had to boot it up. So maybe it has been two or three years, actually. Yeah, been a few years, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember uh, comparing it to Nap Park is a really good um, example because I remember it, it did, it felt like kind of space age when mm-hmm. I kind of set it up. And like uh, this sounds like, like a fucking ad or something. But I do remember like my parents behind me and my brother and sister, everyone watching me set it up. You know, kind of like, oh my God, like if it's going yeah. to do something, you know, amazing, like, you know, kind of, yeah take over the house something um but then i'm you're after kind of taking me out of it a bit because then i remember you know the sensor bar was that really kind of weird long cable that was really yeah. kind of thin and just felt yeah. that, that that did feel a bit cheap and weird as well it was, <laughs> it was a bit, bit odd um uh, but yeah God, great great memories that, and and the thing like you can't talk about the the launch of the the wii or households around the world opening up the wii at christmas or beforehand because i think it came out in the november Mm. Uh, but you know it was obviously the big thing that Christmas and what it was now for me right for me like I I love new hardware as much as the next person but I'm not going to get new hardware unless there's a a big game on it Mm -hmm. so almost side by side the excitement of the Wii for me was the excitement for Twilight Princess a new Zelda game yeah for me that was gargantuan and like whatever about now you know I love the Wind Waker but this was a kind of a return to a more serious art style. You know, mm-hmm. it was a kind of a one-two punch for me of like Nintendo doing something very new, new and exciting with their new console and Zelda kind of returning to kind of a new, exciting kind of uh, form. So that, that was amazing. But I think if you're talking about the launch of the Wii, not many, like people are talking about Wii Sports, right? They are, yeah. I, was, I, was, <laughs> I knew you were going to land there eventually um, because I do remember booting up Twilight Princess and like, being, oh, I can't wait to really get into this. And they mean like, now let me just put that away and uh, <laughs> let's get into Wii Sports. Um, but like, where do you, just like a bit of a kind of, I, I, you, you've ranked those other games on the podcast before, haven't you? Yeah. Where, where do you, where does kind of Twilight Princess just kind of go a, a bit of a, a sidebar? Where, where does that rank for you in Zelda games and particularly Zelda launch games as well? Oh well, what was that the launch games? Um, that's interesting. Well, for me, look, I, 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 I know 
a lot of people adore Twilight Princess, and I do as well. It's probably one of the games I've replayed most in my life. But it, mm. it's in the top ten, but it's around nine or eight, eight or nine, I think. Yeah, because I maybe again, it's nostalgia is, is yeah. tinging a bit. But I remember being at the time heralded as like a masterpiece kind of classic. Uh, and maybe I'm mis- misremembering that, um, but being absolutely blown away with it. But it, um, it's, it's, I'm not going to poo-poo Twilight Princess, and it was. <laughs> It did, but it did have the also the power of the excitement of the Wii behind it, even yeah. though it wasn't proper motion controls. You were just shaking the Wii remote any way you could, and Link was you know just swinging a sword in a way that didn't correspond. It was like whoa, and, and the sound of a sword swing was coming out of a little mic on the on, on the Wii remote. You know, yeah, it, was, it had that aspect to it as well that just made it super exciting. And a lot of people adore Twilight Princess. A lot of people would put it at number one, number two in the yeah. list. I'm not quite there, but it's a mm. game I quite love. It's also a game I think stonking problems with I, mean, talk, I got another chance to talk about when kevin and i did an episode on um video game openings it has one of my least favorite openings, yes. uh, opening few hours of a game ever but um but you don't yeah. have that problem of you know immediate a lack of immediate gratification with fucking wii sports which <laughs> i think people who had never played games around the world were playing on christmas morning my yeah. I, I recall my parents playing wii sports playing a bit of wii bowling you know mm-hmm. and it was a stroke of genius on Nintendo's part to put that free with the with the console. It was both as it was both a perfect kind of tutorial, a demonstration yeah. of what this new console would do, and it was also just this no barriers game that anyone could play. Yeah. And it, it directly led to this thing, you know, of the Wii becoming the console that you know your grandmother plays the Wii, and it's true. Everyone, at least for a time, was playing the Wii. Not everyone was playing Bioshock and Xbox 360, you know? It was just yeah. hardcore gamers, you know? Oh, God, I haven't used that term in years. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just, you know, because Nintendo are quite greedy. Mm. I think there's very much uh, an alter universe where they charge people for, for Wii Sports because I think that, that would be their first instinct. But some, I don't know, coming off maybe the, the um, you know, comparable failure of the GameCube, maybe they were just like, how do we sell this? What are, there, what are our options of selling this? And I, I think putting Wii Sports... Uh, free what it was it was a thing that made the Wii what it was the uh, it's a genius move yeah yeah uh, like if they had if they'd sold it separately it would not have become the mass success mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah. it ended up being um but like also i do think like Wii sports it, it was impressive at the time I um i have yeah. great time for it i have yeah. great time for it like you talk about the bowling was was pretty responsive it was, you you could you know you could master you could get pretty good yeah. at it uh the tennis was fantastic i remember that's the too they, the they actually are. Yeah, yeah. I, I smashed the shit out of my grand many times on tennis. Like, absolutely ruined her. She'd be in it, oh, crumple, crumple on the floor. I'd be like, yeah, grand, um, get up. Um, but she, she was very good at the golf, though. Um, but, yeah, I th- man, I, th- I think it was well executed. The accessibility was fantastic. Um, and it was, and this sounds kind of a bit lame and a bit wholesome, but it was kind of nice, wasn't it? It was nice to be able to kind of go, mum, dad, you know, Trying to jump on here, you old fogies, yeah. and we play a few games. Sure. It, it did. It brought the family together in a, in a kind of a bit of a. Are you okay? You choking up? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, well, I'm nearly finished. Um, no, I'm getting a bit upset. Um, but I think it, you know, it was nice. It was nice. Um, it was probably technically the least impressive thing, but yeah, who you couldn't you couldn't argue with how fun it was. Just because I used the nunchuck as well, so you were standing there. Yeah, yeah. Both of them, and just like wailing away. That was fun. But even the, even the idea of, you know, setting it up and like being in your living room or whatever and like making sure you had, you know, enough space around you and the warnings and like, you know, I, you were probably the same, but being kind of, you know, the, the residential, well, you suppose your brother's huge in the games as well. But for me, it was kind of like, you know, making sure everyone had the wrist strap on and right. they were well secured and there was no, no one getting hurt or anything like that. 
just yeah well, that was a common tale as well wasn't it you heard it was, you, were, yeah. you were hearing all these stories of we remote being flung into tvs i think it was on the news and everything yeah yeah and people being hurt and they had to add in you know disclaimers for some games later didn't they but people actually getting hurt and and physically uh injured um i think the only thing that ever happened to me was uh i, I remember poking with my brother and my sister in the eye all right um playing golf um and swinging, swinging back my oh arms. right right yeah yeah that was, that was just on my finger though it wasn't the actual console it was in the fucking way um but <laughs> do, do you uh do you feel and this might be jumping ahead a bit uh, too quick but did, did the week kind of peak on Christmas Day? Was it all kind of uh, downhill from then? It's funny you said I was having the exact same thought. I think for... I don't know. No, okay. I don't. 100% no. But I think for a lot of people, what we've just talked about, that's mm-hmm. the we. That's the we. That yeah. is the we. And after that, it just gathered... After like the kind of... The hype died down, it gathered dust. And then you had your PlayStation 3, you had your Xbox 360, you had your pc and playing real quote-unquote real games yeah. but for me you know you know it's it's still a nintendo console you know so mm-hmm. i'm just like oh i'm what kind of nintendo games are going to come out for this now and it's actually standing back from it you know in terms of its library of games um mm-hmm. I'm even particularly just nintendo games it's not my favorite nintendo console by a stretch yeah now it, now it has you know other things like everything we've just talked about and the like the sheer excitement for it and the nostalgia that has a lot going for it in terms of that but um no it's not my favorite nintendo console but no i also don't i do not 100 percent think it peaked with twilight princess and wii sports and whatever else it launched with i think it launched with a game that no one played called red blade do you remember that a first person shooter? i do remember that yeah yeah it's called was... red blade did i get that right i don't think it's called red blade no red something mm. um but it might be red blade um we'll yeah. get we get Jamie there to look that up. Um, but I do, yeah, because it's crazy. Cause I think it sold, what, like 101, 102 million copies, um, you know, which is incredibly, is it the best-selling console of all time, I think? Is it still? Up, I, know Wii Sport, I know Wii Sports is Nintendo's best-selling game, game. If, you, if, if you allow that kind of stipulation that it came with consoles. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think, yeah, you're right. The amount of people I know you go to someone's house and you still see a Wii sitting under the telly, you're like, ah, yeah. okay, you, you stop, I can pinpoint the day you stop playing video <laughs> games, uh, pretty much. Um, but then I think, do you think that kind of, not to jump ahead to the Wii U, but it kind of influenced what they did with the Wii U then as well, because didn't they release something similar when the Wii U came out? Was it called? Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land, yeah. But that didn't ship with the console, did it? Was that separate? It did. No, you it could get well. you, you could get it. You could as one of the bundles. I remember oh, I didn't I get did it because I made a I made a foolish choice. I got Zombie U instead. <laughs> yeah. Uh we are quite jumping ahead, but no, I think the problem with the Wii U stems from the fact that Nintendo just didn't advertise what it was and you had people three or four years into that console shelf so i was thinking it was some kind of peripheral add-on for the wii U. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. it just didn't have it didn't have the, the quote-unquote killer apps either just yeah. kind of you know if i'm talking about the wii not being one of my favorite games for sheer nintendo game favorite nintendo consoles i should say for sheer nintendo games like the wii u was like even much worse but i still have affection for um some of the games but man like like what do you past Wii Sports and that first day? Do you have any kind of, do you have any affection for some Wii games that came after that, or or did you also kind of sidestep and just focus on the, the PlayStation and whatever you know? It, yeah, it, it has a weird place in my gaming history. I have it behind me here. Um, uh, I'm like, so I, do I? Yeah, <laughs> like I don't have, I didn't buy that many games for it. Um, I it was weird. I actually got kind of pulled into sports games a bit on it. Like I played an ungodly amount of Madden, like Madden. 07 or something like that not a game i would generally play but it was just great to play with the, the motion controls um mario galaxy though 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know, one of that, yeah. yeah, one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, top five for me for sure. Um, but no, like I, I did get a PS3 as well, and I, you're 100 right. Well, I remember thinking I was living the dream, having both at the same time. But yeah, my Wii definitely gathered dust. If I'm being honest, it wasn't something I played much past Wii Sports. And um, besides Toy Princess, Mary Galaxy. I'm just struggling to think past that. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. but I, uh, I, before we record this episode, because I have, like, my Wii games are behind me. I have, they're, they're layered though. So the only, there's only like an outer few. And I, I pulled them out and I look back into my collection. I have about, circling 30 games for there behind me. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And I just, I was kind of reminded, I was like, no, this is a pretty cool, weird collection. You know, there's a lot of outliers I'll, I'll touch on briefly. But yeah, you mentioned mm. it there. Like, I've, I do think, you know, we talk about the Wii, it's Wii Sports. If it's not Wii Sports, it's that launch with Twilight Princess. Yeah. When I think of the Wii, it's Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a stunning game. And when I ranked all the Mario games last Christmas, was that last Christmas? I think it was last January. Jeez, I yeah, think it was a year ago. Year ago. I, uh, I decided to put them number one because I, I, I did replay them all for that video. <laughs> and the, the kind of conclusion I came to was that the purest dis- distillation of everything all the elements that make mario good you know it's gameplay mixed with its vibes and its music mm-hmm. and i think they all just coalesce in, in the two Mar- super mario galaxy games so when i think of the wii first and foremost first and forefront they're the they're the two games that i yeah. think are the shining examples uh even though galaxies 2 was kind of forgotten it wasn't even re-released when the nintendo did that yeah. mario 3d collection mm-hmm. they're the two games and, me, man. And, yeah. and they like they genuinely symbolize the same type of revolution that the Wii was. Like we talk about kind of the, you know, the, the amazement of, um, you know, unboxing the Wii and being such a unique experience and feeling so different than anything else. Uh, my first, the first few hours of Mario Mar- Galaxy feels somewhat similar. Like when you first run underneath the planet mm-hmm. and it's, you're just like, your mind is blown. It's like, how do they make this? How is this game created? And it's so different than kind of to previous, what was the sunshine was previous um, to the first galaxy. So again, I think, like it's so weird to talk about a console that did, you know isn't you know our favorites in by by some stretch, but you know Mario Galaxy, Twilight Princess, a lot of people consider them some of the best games ever made. Um, so you have to give it credit for that. I think there's a, there's a few more games to talk about, but before I, I'm I'm almost ordering this in. What do I think of when I think of the Wii? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so before I start, you know, touching on some other games, and maybe you have some games in mind too. Unless you don't, unless you. No, I do. It's a genuine possibility because we haven't yeah. talked about this before, and I do know like no, no. the Wii kind of did really fall off for some people. But Wii Sports launch, all that great, good stuff. Two Galaxy games. Other than that, right? Here's what I think of when I think of Nintendo <laughs> Wii. And I think it's I think this is true for a lot of people, especially the younger generation, because they have taken all this and put it into their memes and their TikToks. It's it's just the shop. It's the me plaza. It's yeah. the it's the mu- it's the music, music. of the, of the yeah. menu screens of, of the Wii, which is such a point in time, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. But is that <laughs> like is that an actual is that just that that's nostalgia then? That's just complete nostalgia doing that to you, right? But if it was unmemorable, we wouldn't mem- remember it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> break for a second. But yeah, no, I hear what you, man. I, like, even me, Plaza. Remember we all made we, uh, me's of each other? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you know, well. yeah but that's not, yeah, let's not talk about some of the ones we did make. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, that was great as well. It was fantastic. And, like, the Plaza was really cool. 
Um, it, it was just, they were obviously trying to really go for a sense of community, I guess, um, mm. with the, the Wii. I don't know if that actually worked. No, but um, it was all shiny and new at the time, at least exactly, for me, yeah. you know. I remember there was um, an absolutely, in hindsight, worthless piece of shit, waste of time channel called Everybody Votes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we all loved Great. it. I, I particularly remember um, our friend Pa. Me and Pa used to just like, it used to be a thing we have to do. Yeah. You know, every, have you been on Everybody Votes yet today? And we used to just laugh at it. How, how it was, it would ask you inane questions like, oh, you pref- yeah. do you prefer spaghetti or, <laughs> or whatever? And you and you vote and then it shows you what everyone voted and then it divides it by different demographics. And because, you know, that's that sounds very kind of dry and boring, but because mm. it's Nintendo, it has a thousand little me's going <laughs> running to the left side of the screen, the right side of the screen. So it's all about the presentation and the, and the music and stuff like that. Like even... I don't. I don't know if this is a thing. I'm making mm. it. it. It's the most memorable <laughs> online storefront ever. Is for me is the Wii. Even 100%. though, even yeah. though it probably is not the most intuitive or well designed. I, I don't care about that. It's just the music. Don't 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 don't. No, no, that's the Mi Plaza actually. The Mi Plaza. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I can hear the noise in my head of when you first boot up the store. The store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that going on as well. Where it, like we were emulating games or i was emulating games a lot yeah. but it the, the virtual console was also incredibly exciting and like in ways that you know the switch never kind of tickled my nuts in the same way it was it was that slow drip things i absolutely criticize nintendo for now yeah. the slow drip of them releasing retro games onto the wii that you could buy online with like you know oh it was it's, it's so quaint to talk about now but i i remember being Oh my god! They've announced they're putting Earthbound onto the Wii. They're putting yeah, Super, yeah. it was the first place I ever played Super Metroid and stuff like that. And I used to either play games I uh, classic Nintendo games I've never played before, or what we more often just because of a big Nintendo nerd, just like <laughs> big Nintendo nerd, you know, consumer. I just <laughs> delight in the fact that I could legitimately buy these things now because I never had a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo. So I was like buying Mario Three. I was owning Mario Three. Then they started putting Mega Drive games onto it. So that was yeah. things from my childhood. So. Another huge um, part of the Wii for me is all that, even though it's all kind of dated and quaint now, I think. It, it feels like the first place where that kind of happened. You yeah. know, it, it, maybe it's not true, but um, I remember playing like the very first Super Mario on this, so I'd never actually played before. Um, so we're up to five games I've played for the Wii now, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> but do you, do you, did it become kind of like, did we hit many, many indies hit it as well? I feel like... Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like I played a bunch of indies on it as well. Maybe at the time, I played World of Goo. <laughs> World of Goo. It's, I'm not making that. Up. <laughs> it's a really good game. It was this physics-based kind of puzzle game where you had all these little goo people, and they they had to connect them together and build bridges and different structures and stuff like that and solve puzzles. I don't know if it was a Wii exclusive, but I absolutely associate with the Wii, hundred percent. And do, do you know what? Hang on, I've thought of a sixth game, mm. um, which well, I've had a complete. Recent like memory there pop in that was that has been dormant and dead for a long long time. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Beatles Rock Band. I remember getting oh, yeah? that, I, and I remember that that came out like maybe two or three years after the Wii had been out, and I, it was definitely not being used maybe that much at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and I think someone got it for me uh, for my birthday, possibly like a, an old Evil X or something like that. Um, <laughs> hope she doesn't. Hope she doesn't listen to this. Um, but she got it for me, and I remember being like absolutely enamored with it. Um, yeah. And I got really into guitar here then as well because of that. Um, 
Didn't you clip the Wii remote into the guitar peripheral you, for, yeah. for the, yeah, you did. It, it, that, it, that's it, a memory unlocked for me as well. Yeah, yeah. a bunch of cool shit like that, man. Like you know, how how do you when you kind of look back in it? How how do you? Because I know the motion controls were kind of occasionally kind of just janked into a game or kind of forced into a game. Like, did you appreciate them generally? Do you think that they were well executed? No, not really. And I remember <laughs> even even at the time being kind of hipstery about it. Yeah, I think that was very after the kind of the dust settled on the launch of the Wii. I think a lot of you know quote unquote true gamers were kind of like you know is this is this motion control stuff really the way of the future? Because then, like another thing that defines the, the Wii is because of its gargantuan success, you immediately just got dump loads of crap games on it. Yeah, an absolute shovelware and any like it was like it was like before it, the close thing before it would have been the PlayStation Two. Mm, which was yeah. just where <laughs> crappy developers unloaded their shite, you know? And that was the Wii. I remember there was a Keith Chegwin game on it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I remember being in the shop one time, no you know, way. possibly looking for a Metroid or a Zelda, and I was like, is that Cheggers? <laughs> it's Keith selling himself in the shop, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, that's gas. I remember there being about 4,000 um, of those SingStar games. Yeah. Um, because I remember I, when I worked in HMV, because it, it took the Wii quite a while to fully die as well. Um, oh, yeah. yeah it, 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 on. it hung on for ages, right? Yeah, but there maybe used to be piles of different SingStar, you know, SingStar Britney, SingStar 80s. Just absolute shite. Um, yeah, um, Marcy, I, Mar- I have it here. It was called Cheggers Party Quiz. <laughs> and it has a cartoon, Keith. Now, if people don't know who Keith Cheggwin is. He sadly passed on, but he's... Um, what? No, he hasn't. How- yes, he has. Oh, my God. <laughs> He was a powerhouse of British light entertainment. If oh, if the light entertainment was kind of crap, uh, he had a really good turn on extras. Actually, we kind of he did. That, so yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. But um, yeah. Anyway, it was just this shovelware with the word, you know, just uh, like just mm. sea of crap games. And I think that came to define the um, motion control experience board and anything, you know. And that was more common than, you know, the kind of odd time it was done well. And if it was done well, it was usually by Nintendo. Yeah, but even that would be debatable um, to some people. Like oh, when I replayed the Mario Galaxy games, I did them on the Wii because I wanted to. Um, I just wanted to play the original versions, and I did kind of enjoy the Taking motion controlness the of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I think like, the, there's, there's levels where you know you're you're on you have to ride Mario on this on this ball, and you have to balance him by holding the Wii remote up. And I just don't think that would be as fun with a, an analog stick. Um, mm. I'm not saying it would be unplayable, but I just don't think it'd be as fun. But then you have the massively debatable thing like, did Skyward Sword work at all? Yeah. You know, did people actually enjoy I would stand up for it. I think it works about for 80% of that game. I'm not going to go on about Skyward Sword here. but um, And then there's stuff like, you know, you know, uh, Wii Sports Resort. Did you ever play that? And this is like Skyward Sword. Yeah, they, had to add, they, had to, they, yeah. they had to add a new peripheral onto that, the, mo- the <laughs> yeah. Motion Plus. You had to stick into the bottom of it to improve. So yeah, even before the Motion Plus, there was worse motion controls for a few years on the Wii. You know, <laughs> was, yeah. But I wonder, was that just a gimmick? You know, that just feels like kind of the like the thing that came out for the N sixty four. Remember the extra rumble pack and stuff like that? Yeah, you wonder how much of that stuff is. is needed. The, 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 the expansion pass. The expansion pack. Expansion yeah. pack. But that was needed to play some games. Perfect dark. Yeah. Um, Perfect dark. Don't do, do, you, are, do you remember as well? Because I asked about the controls because the game that sticks out for me uh, was uh, Mario Kart. Um, remember yeah. you, you when you bought it, you got like you know you got a wheel with it. I think. Oh yeah, right, right. That? Oh, it just didn't work. You know, I, I had no time for <laughs> the 
the bits of plastic add-ons. Uh, oh, the, the light gun. Countless peri- peripherals, yeah. The light gun you could put into the um, the, it was called the Wii Zapper. It was called the yes, Wii Zapper. You put yes. the Wii remote into this kind of you know frame of a gun. Then you had stuff like Lynx crossbow training and um, and stuff like that you could play for it. But here's the thing, even. You know, even now as old men, I can kind of go like that. That steering wheel for Mario Kart was a bit of plastic. If you wanted to play with motion controls, you don't even need the steering wheel. Just hold, you know, the Wii remote and, and tilt that. Yeah. I never liked playing that game with motion controls anyway. But as an old man, I can complain about it. But I remember complaining about it at the time as well. Yeah, like, this yeah. is this is this is tat. But Marcy, that game sold like bucket oh, loads. It's yeah. one of their best selling games of all time. And you know, the the immediacy of you know for uh, a non-discerning family seeing that you get a steering wheel with it too definitely sold units Absolutely. for that game yeah that's why i bought it <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> idiot. um and there's another one we just just kind of seems wrong the idea of you know uh cheap it's a plastic um uh we fit remember how much the we fit board that was yeah. that that yeah. took over the world um that was huge as well that was yeah. that's still uh, one of the best games of all time it's yeah I, I, all time i know it's in nintendo's top at least 20 i've never 40, this recently 45 million copies it says here sold worldwide but it's so comparable to what nintendo were doing in general at that time and why i kind mm. of got as a as someone who'd kind of grown as a nintendo fan with the n64 and the gamecube i was kind of like you know at, you know i was embittered because i'd been with them when they were kind of the losers you know i stood by them while the playstation was out selling them like you know 20 to 1 or whatever you know and now they were on top and they were kind of i felt like they were turning their back on the quote-unquote hardcore gamers because i always i did it again <laughs> i said hardcore yes, yes, gamers. You, I, I, you and i swear to god i think you've ever, i've never heard you say it in all the times we've done i think the do you know what i think it is i think that term casual and hardcore games yeah, I think it, was, it, it was defined then yeah, it was defined then 100 yeah, yeah. yeah but um I don't know if you remember this, but you know, a lot of youngsters complain about the Switch and you know, and the 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 frequency in which like big games and big Nintendo games came out, which in, in recent years has kind of slowed down. Yeah. I think the first few years of Switch though was like amazing uh, mm. for that, and the way I kind of demonstrate that was compared to the Wii. The Wii felt like um, just a desert for games because mm. you were getting stuff like you know Wii. Um, fit and you're getting stuff like Wii Music which is even much worse like we at least Wii Fit was functional and it did it yeah. and it was popular but it was so um, demonstrative of what Nintendo were like then because if you go over to the DS some of its big sellers were like uh, brain training and stuff like that you know they God, were yeah they were very much making these games that weren't kind of almost not video games because they wanted that casual audience that they've managed to you know get their claws into it to you know look at this like they're not gonna like oh cool um a long gestating Metroid project. No, they don't care about that. But <laughs> we fit something like brain training that has universal appeal. So, like again, I can't, you know, like like the plastic wheel of Mario Kart. I can't kind of, you know, be down on Nintendo for doing it because you know we know why they did it. But it's still, I don't know. I don't look back. Uh, we fit with much affection, to be honest. You know, no, but it's still like it's just something different. Which is that yeah. now I kind of feel like. You know, PlayStation, Sony, and Microsoft are going to keep just churning out consoles that are similar to what they are now, probably mm-hmm. for the next you know decade. They're not going. They're they're not the company that are going to take a big risk and do something really different. Mm-hmm. Um, that that still falls on Nintendo, right? The Switch was so so different than anything we've seen before. Um, but one thing as well about the Wii that I remember, because another game is coming back to me, was kind of was the more hardcore and serious games nice. um yes i'm jumping in um like say call of duty for example i remember getting 
someone buying me Modern Warfare um, for the Wii. Um, How was it? It was awful. It was almost unplayable. Um, yeah. Because obviously, the, the you know, the, the motion controls were shoehorned in there. It didn't oh, work really well. And, and let's not forget that this was the beginning of Nintendo being graphically behind the competitors, yeah. you know. Uh, considerably, that, yeah. That hasn't changed since. So, yeah, the Wii was... The Wii kind of... Uh, it wasn't like... It was more powerful, but, you know... It's hard to kind of discern these things sometimes. It felt like just graphically, just like a bit better than the GameCube, while we were getting like Gears of War and Bioshock and you know whatever happening on the other consoles. I'm just trying to think of you know Uncharted and yeah, Uncharted yeah. Two, graphically amazing games, realistic kind of graphics as well. These kind of you know trying to you know simulate real life as opposed yeah. to yeah. So the Wii was always kind of um, trailing behind on that, and it like like what's kind of happened to the Switch now. The more it went on, the more it kind of felt like, yeah, I'm still playing a kind of a low-res GameCube game. Skyward Sword had a beautiful art style, mm. but I remember turning it on in 2011 or whatever, and I was like, oh my god, the low-res, I'm like, I feel like, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm watching with TV static over it. You know, it, it was just immediately old-fashioned, you know? Yeah, yeah. I remember the, I do, because um, you actually asked me this recently about Resident Evil 4, because uh-huh. I've never finished it, but I, I played the majority of it on the Wii. It's arguably the best version of that game. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what I, I was. In terms of you know, like coming, up with, coming up with examples of motion controls that work, I think that's one of them personally. Yeah. Okay. I I I think I might have played it with a, an extra controller. Oh yeah, well, you, yeah. It, you could get yeah. a class controller, couldn't you? You can get. Yeah, you could. Yeah. 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 Well, well, it wasn't shabby. It was not shabby at all. Yeah. Uh, another one uh, that kind of would tie into that is Metroid Prime Three, which I don't think hardly anyone bought. Um, you know, the, the Prime games are first-person shooters, and that was one where I remember going, this plays really well with motion controls. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things. Like, they, they are kind of jewels, but there are <laughs> there are some games on the Wii where it was like, this is... Yeah, this wouldn't be as... Well, it's not that it wouldn't be as good. Like, I could... You could the, thing, the thing is, at the end of the day, is you, even when a game with motion controls is really good, you can kind of go, yeah, I could play this with an analog stick anyway, but I think you... you the, with the good ones, like I said, there were certain parts of Mario Galaxy. You you feel like you're missing out if you're not, you know, doing the the motion controls tomfoolery. Well, but they they were like one out of every ten games. Yeah, I was going to say that because I I did play through nearly all of um, Galaxy Two last year on the deck, uh, I, mm. you know, through emulation, and you had to use the right analog to you know pick up the gems as you're you know flying through space. Well, it was absolutely fine. No, no, it was, oh. it was actually yeah, it it was it was quite it was tricky to kind of firstly pull off. Um, but then you know that kind of satisfaction you used to get when you actually used to do it in the way that kind of yeah, the, the yeah. vibration and like you felt like you were getting something that was kind of gone. So it just became very repetitive over time. Um, so yeah, it, it didn't actually work that well. Um, and another thing I kind of remember back to to the motion, motion controls as well was um, I played a game, I played um, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think me and Owen used to play it quite a bit, um, and that was a football game with motion controls. Um, I mean, who who thought that would work? Do you know what, what I mean? Like, do? how did what was the functionality? Uh, all pointing at the screen. Um, oh so yeah, like, th- and that's why I find fascinating about it because I'd love to kind of get into the mindset of some of you know of these kind of developers because it, it felt like you know, okay, we've had a, a franchise like Call of Duty or Pro Evo. It's been successful on you know PlayStation or whatever. 
let's let's bring that to weed, but we you know we have to shoehorn in the the, the controls somewhat, as opposed to just releasing it in the way it is. Um, you could, you know, because you? You people wouldn't have a controller. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, you're 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 right. But yeah, with, with this, oh my god, you would literally. So let's say you've got your your players in the pitch. Um, you would use the controller to point at the player you wanted to pass to. Okay, which genuinely. 50% of the time was not going to the right person and then shooting. I remember it was with the kind of the, the little trigger at the back um, and then pointing towards the goals. Disaster. This just, just did not work at all. That sounds absolutely awful. And yeah, and it sounds like a developer kind of going, okay, this is the Wii. This is, motion control is really popular. We have to put it in, even though it doesn't make sense. <laughs> sense. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We, we, we have to get the, the Wii spin in it. Absolutely. Yeah. What about, um, what about um, Super Smash Bros? Yeah. Oh, Super Smash. Another. Uh, what was it? Brawl, wasn't it? Brawl, I think. Yeah. Another yeah. absolute pillar of, of of the Wii, in my opinion. That was like so defining. But there wasn't any motion controls in that. That's kind of one where you didn't have you didn't have to use any motion controls if you didn't want to. Could you not? Could you not? You probably could, but you definitely didn't have to. You didn't have no, to. I don't yeah. Think there was. Like, I, if I think of Brawl, I'm not thinking of you know struggling with the controls of that i'm more thinking of oh my god solid snake was in this one yeah because i remember sh- like shaking yeah well absolutely i this is <laughs> the only character i've ever played in any of them since then um yeah i remember i remember just kind of like shaking the remote a lot to kind of get things going um and i just been shaking well, the screen the, 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 the cool functionality i remember of that is when you pick the character on the on the character screen their little voice came out of the wii remote and like so you're like pikachu and it was like it's so uh, it's so adorable now because like, I, I described it as a Fisher Price toy earlier on. And that yeah. is kind of what's like the sound quality was so it was really poor. On, yeah. on the remote. <laughs> yeah. I saw an amazing, like, no joke, 10 second video. That's one of the best things I've ever seen constructed on YouTube ever of someone um, who did an edit of picking Austin Powers in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Yeah. And it's just they edited the screen, so there's a picture of Austin on the character's text screen. But then when he picked him, just in like this perfect, crunchy ass Fisher Price mic, just a yeah, baby, just comes out of the weird mode. And even though it wasn't real, I got transported yeah. back to 2008, you know? <laughs> I can I can hear that happening. I can actually hear it, yeah. Because I, I, man, I remember I used to find that quite annoying with some games. Um, and with some games, like with that Proiva game, again, you couldn't turn it off. So every time the referee blew their whistle, it came out of the remote. <laughs> and like, as you said, the quality was so bad. It's like, it's like <laughs> fucking hell. But then there was a, there was a cool game. Um, Kevin and I have talked about it before. Silent Hill Shattered Memories, a very underrated experimental horror game uh, oh. where there was parts of that game where your main character would receive phone calls and you had to hold the Wii remote up to your face to listen to them. And I don't know if I have the patience for that kind of carry on now. I like to be playing my games splayed out like a dead frog. But at the time, I was like, <laughs> cool. This is like at least something I've never done before, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. And, oh, oh, another game I've completely forgotten about. Um, I don't know. Did you use the controls? And No More Heroes. Yes. That was that was fantastic, actually. That was, I think, was it? Was there two of them on the Wii? Maybe just one? There was two, indeed. Was yeah, two? Uh, yeah, yeah. Amazing games. Very, um very kind of niche i thought they were like the biggest thing at the time but like looking back i don't think um many people were playing them but yeah one of the main things on in, in that um you kind of bash a button to attack enemies with this kind of uh, a lightsaber type sword thing mm. and then for the kind of coup de gras to finish them off it would just give a direction like an arrow on the screen you just have to, sh- to wave the wiimote in that direction very simplistic but very satisfying um the other thing you have to do is when your sword ran out of energy you had to like wank it 
like and as in overtly you had to like do it in the kind of a wanking motion that way it was that kind of game you know it was very kind of tongue-in-cheek unfortunately because of germany uh again we didn't we we didn't we didn't get we didn't get the we got the censored version of no more heroes in europe because they're censored. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I was still digesting your wanking comment and I was looking out the window and then just because of Germany. We got a bloodless bloodless No More Heroes. No More Heroes was a game that kind of reveled in its wanton violence, but Germany has much worse um censorship laws yeah. and stricter and it wasn't like isolated. If if it was restricted in Germany, it had to be restricted everywhere else in Europe as well. So we got a bloodless No More Heroes, which was um a crying shame. That's, crying just, shame. that's just kind of one of many like the Wii, for me as well, it, it did have a bunch of no more hero type weird ass games that I kind of look back fondly. Um, Zach and Wiki make a porno, whatever it was called. No, uh, <laughs> Zach and Wiki Curse for Barbarossa's Treasure is just this niche ass Capcom game with with two mascots that never took off. But it was kind of like a point and click adventure game, but all the puzzles were based around motion controls and stuff like that. And I remember thinking it was delightful. Oh, that's right. and, and so do, do you yeah, think was... just from sorry not to cut across you so you think from all these kind of different games not trying to say you've been trying to sell the point of it kind of not being you know peaking early but you think those games kind of i suppose give the Wii enough of kind of a bit of respect and that you can kind of look back and it finally like that because you, th- you think there's been enough good games that came out for it in, in general for sure like like i said there i kind of tore out my week collection before we started and just looked at the back shelf of games i haven't looked at in years and i was just like oh my god tatsunoko versus capcom mad mm. world did you ever play mad world that black and white the black game and white yeah, yeah all the blood all the all, all the blood was red and it was just kind of mindless kind of just sho- shoving people in front of trains and stuff that just kind of uh, silly ass violent game germany didn't affect that one thank god <laughs> they, um, don't, they don't mind that yeah uh yeah dead space oh man the dead space light gun game it was oh perfect God. for the yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Owen's going to be listening to this. I have an aneurysm that I can't remember the name. <laughs> and playing it at the time, probably. Yeah, that was perfect for again because um, a time crisis esque light gun game uh, isn't the Wii the perfect console for that? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> all you need to do is point at the screen. <laughs> yeah, well said, well said. But it's funny as it went on, you know, I think I think they kind of realized that people were kind of get, getting kind of you know, because when you when you play Twilight Princess, um, because you had to. You know, aim the the slingshot and the bow and stuff like that. You kind of had mm. to set sit dead center in front of the TV. You couldn't mm-hmm. kind of relax. You kind of so when the when the Wii um, Wii Motion Plus came out, it didn't rely on pointing at the screen anymore. It was more about the, the gesture of your wrist and how you're yeah. moving the Wii Remote. So, to a direct comparison, you didn't you didn't have to point at the screen at all for the next Zelda game, Skyward Sword. It was more just how you pointed at it. Or you you moved your you moved your hand. So I think they they kind of. Um, got wise to the fact that people were kind of being bothered by that and it was funny because motion plus or not motion uh, yeah motion controls like kind of died out nintendo kept trying to you know fight for them like they, it's yeah so funny playing breath of the wild in the switch and like the, <laughs> nothing ages it more than the, the, the motion controls attached to it but let's not forget that before it died out the lads over at microsoft yeah. and and sony <laughs> were both like oh my god let's get into this we need to get in on this yeah and they created their their own things and i would say the more successful of those two at least in terms of having its own identity and its own nostalgia attached to it would be the microsoft one right the, the move. connect yeah. connect i got the wrong name yeah, okay they, was... they both had similarly un- similarly forgettable names <laughs> yeah move yeah move, move was, was, was terrible yeah with the, yeah, the yeah. wands uh yeah, yeah. you know they're just yeah and, and connect even because connect shipped with the with the console as well didn't it? i think in, mm. initially yeah and 
a lot of people like playing dancing games on it. Or petting tigers. Petting I'm just saying it had its own, at least it had its own kind of um, identity. Well, I think Sony's one was a bit of an embarrassment, to be honest. It, it was it's pretty true. shocking, but at least I, one thing I always give them credit for is that because I remember, because I, I actually had a move. I, I can't remember why. Why did I buy that? Um, <laughs> I actually can't remember. I, really, I can't remember. It might have been for like, you know, some sort of singing game again. <laughs> closet singer over here apparently um <laughs> but uh i do remember when they actually released vr then a few years later they were like oh you can actually use the move oh, yes, ones and i was like oh shit it. yeah blowing dust off of them i was like okay fair enough fair enough um but connect like xbox went in really hard on connect they were expecting this to be a huge deal weren't they so here's here's a notion so do you think like are we kind of anti-connect and move you know are you are you into them I and I don't mean this sounds like it's over the top. I don't think I've had one enjoyable experience using either. That's being, <laughs> that's being honest. Um, so yeah, is this a kind of a big neg? Another kind of negative aspect of the Wii that it was so popular and so successful that it kind of, to use a harsh word, it kind of poisoned the industry because it even kind of had sony and microsoft who are making more traditional games kind of you know put a lot of their effort towards motion control stuff and it, like they are i felt like they put their effort into that just as the stuff was beginning to die out you know but is, is that a negative for the wii that it was too popular and too influential for a mechanic that was just kind of of its day and not something that has like really because the wii hasn't influenced modern gaming you know no, it's, it's a strange it's a strange little thing isn't it yeah yeah it's that's a really interesting question because the way i would i would view it and yeah, like because I think the Connect was about three or four years after the Wii as well, so there was a fairly big, mm-hmm. a, a big yes. gap. So uh, Xbox, yeah, yeah, because they were probably starting from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. And can I catch up with this? But I just feel Nintendo have just done that throughout gaming history, man. They've come out with a product that has just completely and like I poo poo on them all the time. Like you have to, you, yeah, you can't, you can't be too semantic towards them. No, I'm saying you can't. The Game Boy, like everyone, you know, getting a fucking a copy, uh, copycast systems out there as soon as they could. Even the original Nintendo, um, the Switch, you know, like I even think right now with with PlayStation going with the the, the portable, mm-hmm. that's, that's even that's some sort of a response to the Switch in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, the PSP and the DS, um, like you know, again, as I said we're always poo poo on Nintendo, but they're going to do something different and they're going to do something that's going to change the industry a little bit, um. And that's because Nintendo absolutely love money. Um, they, that's like that sounds like kind of you know a, a negative way of thinking about it. But I really do think that is that is true. Um, but yeah, man, like I think even like even the Wii kind of brought back, uh, you know, kind of like even I remember using TVs with, with motion control at one point. You could use your hand and to kind of change the channel and shit like that. You know, it was just kind of like let's just slap this technology onto everything we can. Um, but, you know, I think it's up to, you know, Sony and Xbox or Microsoft, sorry, to kind of come up with innovative ways of then applying that technology to their games. And neither of them did that. Um, I don't remember any of their major IPs or kind of, you know, game exclusives having any, you know, beneficial use of Connect or yeah. Move. Am I wrong? I don't remember any of those games. I, I might be I might be misremembering, but I think, like, I, I don't, maybe I just wasn't looking at it. I, I, I think of the Move in my memory, the PlayStation Move, as just this kind of, wasted thing but i think the connect did grab a little bit of that mainstream audience that we had i remember people having the connect much more i remember hearing about the yeah. success, its successes a little bit more but i wonder is that just because it chipped with the console like i mean i don't think it was like the i, th- I remember it being a good deal do you know what i mean it wasn't i know you could get one without it but 
I think that might be why. I man, I can't I can't think of a single <laughs> move game. Like I genuinely outside of like the Sing Star stuff, I can't remember like maybe Tiger Woods. Um Oh, and then do you know what, Liam? Do you know what you use this? Hmm. Fucking hell. Oh god, I wish Owen was here. Do you remember it, it, it was the move and it was the camera as well. I can't remember the camera. Just I? Heavy yeah, fucking yeah. rain. Do you remember heavy rain would do... <laughs> do I remember having, heavy rain? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do you remember it would... You could use the move controller to do the, the gestures oh, wow. on the screen. Could you? You could. I mean, it was fucking shit. Could you, could you use the PlayStation move to lose your son in a mall? <laughs> Amazing. Jason, Jason, Jason. Um, <laughs> but I keep like they've like, been like you know the shower. I I, I haven't actually. I've just seen it, it on, on YouTube. Finish that thought. Finish that thought. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Are we still recording? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being in the shower, I'm you know uh, to clean yourself using the move, and that's just weird, man. Like just just an odd experience. And all I remember from the connect is the launch, um, with yeah. that young girl petting the tiger. That's all. I. That's not a weird euphemism. That's remember, that's all I can remember from that. Peter Molyneux um, created a boy briefly, but he never manifested. Is that Pinocchio. okay when you say that? Do you understand Pinocchio? what I'm talking Pinocchio? about? I do, yeah, yeah. Milo. Milo, yeah, yeah. That was a big thing uh, for the Connect as well, that it was very much not ever um, achieved in any kind of way. Yeah, yeah. You'd have these AI characters that you could interact with with the Connect, and they'd pick up your emotions and it'd be the most human thing ever. That never happened. No, what I remember is people playing Just Dance with the Connect. That's what I remember. That's, yeah, God. Yeah garbage do you think will we see because like nintendo obviously you know switch 2 makes 100 percent sense i don't think there's gonna be anything particularly innovative about that in regards to it being you know a massive it'll be like you know be more powerful graphically better etc cetera, etc cetera. but like do we do we see nintendo doing something similar again in the future like because like the wii was such a risk when you think about it um because I, I guess they were in the position they had to take one, right? Because you know the GameCube didn't sell well, so it was like, what can we think of? Do, do you do you see them doing something as crazy and innovative again anytime soon? But is that the pattern? Do you think? It's because the GameCube was kind of very much in last place. They had to do something drastic because the Wii U was a bit of a disaster. They had to do something drastic with the Switch. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this before, but I think the Switch is only as successful as it was because they learned all their lessons with the Wii yeah. U. The Wii, like we wouldn't have got to Switch without the Wii U. So mm-hmm. Do you, are Nintendo capable of just? <laughs> making another successful console after being on top for so long and having like, I don't I don't know. Uh, yeah, I because really don't. I think that the, I I think it makes sense. The reason I did the Wii U was because the Wii was so successful, whatever console you made after that had to had to be some kind of variation of that. Do you know what I mean? You had to kind of capitalize on that success. I think and then you know obviously everyone had one as you said they'd already you know been already gathering dust by the time the Wii U came out. I think the thing with the Switch is, the Switch did the exact same thing as the Wii. It was like, oh, this is kind of funky and different. And it, it again, appeals to a wider audience almost. You know, oh, you're a dad with a couple of kids. Here, you're on the couch. You can play, you know, old games, old indie games, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and then it can yeah, also yeah, work yeah. on the TV. Um, all those people who've bought that Switch, they don't want to Switch to. Do you know what I mean? I don't think they've been waiting for it. Um, I, I think the Switch 2 is, is one of those ones that's going to really fascinate me because I, I could not call how well it's going to sell. Um, I know everyone on the podcast will probably buy one, um, but I'm I'm just I don't know how successful it's going to be. You know what I mean? To to kind of then influence what that next console is that comes next. Maybe they shouldn't call it the Switch Two because it really like the Wii U 
They should not have called it. They should have it's dropped the Wii brand. They should drop the Wii brand altogether because oh. the Wii was so associated with itself that, like I said, people thought it was a peripheral for ages. Yeah. No one knew what this thing was. And because it's weird, you could use the Wii remotes and motion control with the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. looking at it, its functionality, it's it's closer to the Switch than it is to the Wii. You know, it's yeah. it, 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 it's the screen, it's the handheld screen aspect of it. It's a different version of that idea, but so it, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was just a disaster anyway, but I have I have a certain amount of, amount of affection for it, but I would say it's kind of comfortably my least favorite Nintendo console, I would say. I, I just think of Fisher-Price whenever we talk about that console, but yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you'll definitely have that someday. But yeah, I don't know, man. I think, um, I think yeah, for them to kind of take a risk again, they're going to have to back into a corner. Um, mm. I don't know, I'd love for it to happen. <laughs> I just I'd love, I'd, love, I'd love for the Switch 2 to not be successful, yeah. just so the Steam Deck could really take over um, yeah, and sure. see what goes from there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think. Do you think the Steam Deck is a response to the Switch? No, I actually. <laughs> oh well, that, that's a fair. Do you know what? I don't think it is. Um, I think. Hmm, I think it, that Steam's attempt. No, maybe a little bit of yes. And I'll tell you why. Because I think Steam, who are who've made insane amounts of money to that fucking uh, Steam store, um, but they've been trying to think for ages how they can steal a bit of the console market, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, because even though I know a Patch sent me a really interesting report re- uh, recently that was from kind of like um, a survey of uh, game developers um, uh, basically over the last six months, um, and an overwhelming majority of them um, and this is like publishers and indie gamers and stuff like that, or indie developers are still going to build for PC as number one, right? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Which you know, I get that, um, but I know Steam are probably looking and saying, "How can we increase the market share?" Because again, PC gaming still isn't like a widespread thing at all. Um, I think even the idea of people owning PCs is getting less and less. So the, they probably looked at the market and said, "What's the easiest way to get into this? Uh, what's popular?" And the Switch probably did influence that in some way, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question, man. I think um, when we see, I suppose that you'll, you'll get that answer when the next Steam Deck comes out. Because <laughs> how much more does that start to morph into an actual console as opposed to a PC, right? And to tie it back to our actual topic, are we see do are we seeing anything with the Wii influence, or was it really just this massively successful bubble? I feel, it, do you have the feeling that it feels really unfair to say that it hasn't had any impact or any kind of real? seismic effect on gaming culture but like well it was massively selling and it was usually popular so i'm sure it got a ton like it it got a ton of people into games who probably wouldn't play games i'm sure we talk about it gathering dust and stuff like that but yeah. i'm sure the opposite is also true and obviously a lot of kids grew up with it who are now gamers but that happens with it that, but it's my news that, 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 that happened with the gamecube that happened with it that happens with everything but um yeah i i feel like like if i did a deeper dive analysis like of you know exactly what um what influences have gone forward i don't see much i, I do think no. it was the time finished and now we're like we look back at it oh remember when motion controls were everywhere and this was important uh, the, the, the philosophies of the Wii aren't important to anyone making games anymore i don't think yeah which you know maybe isn't a bad thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah because yeah. 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 the ps3 i think and xbox made have made huge impacts I think you know that that that's really kind of that's the start of gaming, online gaming with the Xbox and stuff like that. You know? Exactly, and like powerful hardware being like you know the big thing people really love, um, are kind of you know dictating a lot of what's happening. Um, yeah, the Wii, the Wii, I guess, was just this kind of little bubble. Um, do you think maybe did do you think Nintendo also kind of failed to capitalize on that success in a big way? Like, should they have used 
you know, those 100 million, you know, consoles sold to build more games that were similar to Wii Sports almost and move further away from... Well, they kind of did. Like, they did Wii Fit. You know, that's very much it. Like, they did... We didn't talk about it, but um, another game, actually, I have a really good um, memories of. Do you ever play Wii Play? It just had, like, yeah. the interface around much more. I remember... Uh, box, yeah. Shout out to our friend David White. I know he listens to this podcast. That we used to play it all. We played this little game. We could control these tanks and got to mm. shoot other tanks. And it was like... They, they, it was just another little game that kind of demonstrated the the motion controls and then they did Wii Sports Resort so they actually did do a lot of these ones like their Wii Music would be their failure but I think that's the exception that proves the rules whenever they did just kind of make a game called Wii something and it was very kind of you know quote unquote non-gamery casual game yeah it sold <laughs> so it did, much because yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I remember so Wii Play because again it was a HV at the time that was a few years after it launched mm. that sold really well because I remember you used yeah. to get you got a remote with it as well do you remember mm-hmm. um yeah, uh, God. Looking back at that, I would the word that, that does jump to mind a little bit is tacky. <laughs> nice. Is I know it's harsh, but that, that's a word that kind of like that whole that whole kind of just time of the Wii, just pushing, 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 kind of gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. Um, just one example of like you know comparing then to now, and when I say now, I mean within the last five six years, is that like you have you have Wii. Fit and it's a hugely popular thing, you know. Maybe it was two other people talking, they'd be talking talking about it much more fetching. But I always mm. kind of Nintendo or Nintendo, Nintendo were goofy and cartoony and they do all these funny stuff. So I hated to see that peeled away in the likes of Wii Sports and Wii Fit and stuff like that. And they were just kind of more, you know, I don't know, household appliances. But compare that to the Switch era when Nintendo decided to do a fitness game and it was like Ring Fit Adventure and yeah. they turned it into a kind of a weird JRPG pastiche. And you were kind of, for me, that's kind of. <laughs> perfect kind of example of because i love the switch era mm. a lot more than the wii era oh yeah i i really do i think for me like, <laughs> as much as i love the wii and god damn it i was there gandalf you know um <laughs> for me the switch era with its you know new innovation like a different innovation but same kind of you know nintendo doing something wild, wildly new it just had more kind of an aesthetic that I liked. They were they were doing less kind of dry ass <laughs> we we fit games, and then they had more of the library of games. For me, the Switch era is at least the first few years before the pandemic. The Switch era was the the perfectly realized version of the Wii era. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great way to phrase that. We should end on that. <laughs> I, should, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said it out loud. Um, but no, I I look at my Switch with like like a lot of affection. Do you know what I mean? Like I really, I I spend lots of really great time and I really love it. The, the Wii just had like flashes of me really like, you know, Galaxy here and going, okay, that's really good. And then maybe nothing for a year. Do you know what I mean? It did. Uh, it 100% did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, but it man. Had, it, it had the store. It had the music. It had the vibes. It yeah. had the Mies. The Mies. It did have it. It had this identity. You know? It absolutely it was, did. Yeah. It was just there for like six years and it was important. It, it didn't take itself now, seriously now it's at gone. all. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which was really, which I really appreciated. Um, but yeah, but again, I do wonder, was that is that just due to our age? Um, still very impressionable um, at that time. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I do. You know, I think I think we've been fair to it. I think we've given it a good. I thought that, I have to admit, I thought this was going to be a very negative hour, <laughs> to be honest. So yeah. I think we've we've given it a fair shake. I I don't think it has any place in gaming history, um, and it should no, be a it, it should it was, yeah it should be erased in the archives. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was so successful. It has to be remembered. Yeah, you know, of course. Even though, like uh, this is not the kind of thing probably you and I would talk about, but you could probably get another hour of this episode out and just 
Nintendo was marketing and getting that to where it was, you know, and that, selling it to the casual audience, you know, well, and making it the success it is. I'm sure Owen, our actual marketer, uh, would love to talk <laughs> about that because it is like to go, like it is actually, isn't it insane you think about it, to go from the GameCube that, you know, maybe a flop is unfair, um, but expectations wise, you know, to, to dig themselves out of that hole um, and present the Wii um, is just, you know, amazing. But then they, they fucked all up again then, you know, a couple of years later. Um, but no, yeah, I think we, we've been fair to it. Um, and maybe, you know, when we do finally start that marketing podcast we've been talking about all the time, um, the first episode can be on the Wii. Uh, am I am I involved in this? I haven't seen any. Uh, yeah, is yeah, there, is there yeah, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Oh, give over, Marcy. And on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here on Hey Look Listen for uh, a very ro- yeah. I, like you said, I was expecting a bit more negativity as well, Marcy. Mm. But I think I got very much the fuzziest talking about the Wii with you there, my friend. Mm. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you could you know help us out in this new year of 2024 maybe tell a friend or share somewhere but mainly if you're listening to us please keep listening because we have some cool things planned for this year mainly just more episodes where we talk about video games we have nothing like do you have anything really cool and innovative planned i don't really no uh, i didn't even know we were going to keep doing it um there's there's no group chats about that don't worry oh all right well what was that Hmm? Mm Oh man, I'm gonna be in a good mood for the rest See? of the day now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm just I'm eighteen again. Do you know actually the Wii the Wii would have been when that when that console came out, I hadn't known the warmth of a woman. <laughs> and during its tenure. No, no, I that, did. that that's that's the switch. You always get that confused. <laughs> so the Wii's switch very too. important. Is, the Wii is a very important chapter. It, it is, it is. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. We'll thanks let, we'll everyone. Please join us next time. My name was Liam Sheen. I was joined here by my good pal, Jonathan Morrissey. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>